broadcasting from the PilatesPodcast.com. You're listening to Beyond the Movement with your host, Heidi Miller. Hello, and thank you for joining me with Beyond the Movement, the Pilates Podcast. I'm your host, Heidi Miller. We're continuing our conversation on classical versus contemporary teachings of the Pilates method. I invited one of my first teachers, Liz Eichard Magalong, to join me in our discussion. Liz teaches in two different studios, one that is more classically taught and one that is very evolved, which we consider the contemporary teachings of the Pilates method. Liz was one of the first teachers that I had, and she was also the main teacher who inspired me to become a teacher myself. Listen in on our conversation as Liz gives us her bird's eye view in classical versus contemporary teachings of the Pilates method. Thank you, Liz, for joining me on today's show. How is your day going so far? Well, well, thank you. Great. Well, let's start out with first, um, share with us what brought you to the Pilates method. Um, I was a dancer, and I... I was at UNC in um, 1995 um, up at uh, University of Northern Colorado, and I had danced my whole entire life, and I was having some um, issues with both my knees and my back. And the instructor at that time, um, Karen Jinoff Campbell, um, uh, the professor, she was also having problems with her knees, and um, started doing this uh, Pilates work, and it had always been around in the dance world, and we had always heard about it, but we weren't quite sure what exactly it was. Well, she brought it back and was so excited. She started teaching all of us all of these um, interesting things to do on, on mat work, and then also, um, since we didn't have the funding for a uh, reformer, we would do things like on the ball or um, on chairs, anything and everything that we... Um, could do. So it was Pilates evolved in the fact that we weren't working on the equipment. We didn't have that. Um, so I felt, just felt, thought it was wonderful. So I came down to Denver and I started working in um, a studio. I started taking classes and uh, at Michael Daly's and it's uh, myopatterning is what he called it. So there it was Pilates, but um, at that time, you couldn't use the word Pilates because of Sean Gallagher's, you know, that, that whole whole thing. Yes. Um, so, yeah, I started doing that, and that was from 1995 to about 1997. And then I went up to CSU um, and decided to get my um, second BA in dance. And I had an injury up there, and I then went to... Um, a studio that was classically um, trained. It was Jeff Woodman, uh-huh. and he was from the Pilates Center in Boulder. And, and that's when I really found, fell in love with the whole Pilates method um, in the classical sense, was from him and from his studio. Great. So, yeah. And where did you receive um, your training? Um, then I, um, I learned a lot from Jeff, and uh-huh. that's where I feel that I got a lot of my... Um, unofficial training, my um, learning about the exercises and going through all of them. My official training um, was from Center Strength uh-huh. here in Denver through the Physical Mind, and that was with Jennifer Reich. And she is West Coast trained with a dance science background, mm-hmm. and all the people there on the West Coast, she was in the Bay Area. And so she was um, really around some really great instructors and definitely 
Pilates evolved, meaning that they had studied the classical background, but then they had found different ways to um, enhance, in their in their words, enhance the method. Right. Um, right. And then I also got um, some more of my training from um, Leslie Powell at Movement of Foot in New York, and she's also Le Bon Bartinev trained. And then I also got another certification um, from Lana Norman, who is, um, now she's classically trained, and she was uh, trained by Bruce King, Eve Gentry, and Ron Fletcher. So I have kind of this mishmash of training. <laughs> Great. Kind of combination of everything. Yeah. Great. Yeah. So when you say um, Pilates evolved, what um, what do you mean by that? As far as I know, you just touched on that a little bit about yeah. classical Pilates enhanced. So can you yeah. um, touch on that a little bit further? Yeah. Um, the idea of what Pilates evolved means is um, a number of different different things to different people. My understanding of it is that we now know more about the body than we did in um, 1920, yes. from when he first started working, and um, you know, granted, this was work was continuing all the way on, and he and even he himself, Joseph Pilates, evolved it. It became um, a continuation of of movement from what it, it was originally. Now that we know more about the body, um, we now have more information from. Um, all sorts of things, PTs, uh, you know, there's exercise science, there's actual electrodes that we can put on people and truly measure what actually is happening and what muscles are actually firing. We now know that some of his exercises sometimes don't do exactly what we would like to have them do. Sure. And so that's where Pilates Evolve comes from, mm -hmm. where they sometimes... Um, Take the basic exercise, take a look at it, see what the idea is behind it, and see if they can reposition the body to get it into a better place to get the actual muscles that we want to have fire. fire. Sure. So yeah. when you say Pilates evolved, and this is, um, this is kind of in my line of thinking as well as far as um, the way I was trained, even though it was classical mm -hmm. in some ways as far as the movements, we were trained with neutral spine. So yes, the neutral yes. spine, you know, that in itself is different than the actual classical teachings of the method. And in that is is part of what we're talking about as far as how place has evolved with our knowledge of the body and how to um, activate the deep pelvic core and so as um, and just, you know, and even the transversus a little bit more efficiently by repositioning the the angle of the pelvis and all the Pilates movements. Is that um, kind of on the same line of thinking what you're saying? That is exactly it. Okay. That's exactly it. And also, though, then there's sometimes um, in the Pilates Evolved community, sometimes they feel that, A, maybe there wasn't as much rotation. Maybe there wasn't as much as abduction. Mm -hmm. um, you know, that there's, there's some places where it's a wonderful system, but there's some things that could be added to it to make it even better. Um, my kind of analogy mm -hmm. of looking at Pilates Evolved is um, classically, uh, classically you look at that it's a whole system, that it's a whole um, forest, and you look at the whole forest and you can see everything. You can see how everything interconnects in that forest. Sometimes with Pilates Evolved, what they do is they go, hmm, that tree over there doesn't look like it's doing so well. Well, if I add a little bit of this into the um, 
into the system, um, mm-hmm. meaning maybe I add a little bit more water to this tree or maybe I add a little bit more nutrients to the sure. tree. Maybe this, this specific tree or, and or this specific exercise could be better. Mm-hmm. But by doing that sometimes, the classical world looks at, looks at it as, well, that's great that you've done this wonderful thing for this exercise and or this tree, but how does that affect the whole system? Right. And so that's kind of Got it. my analogy between the two. Okay. So as far as like, um, you know, and teaching, you know, twisting, like for SAR or something, doing some form of twisting that helps them understand the twisting that they're going to be doing for the exercise SAW. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. <laughs> right. Right. That's yeah. So that um, is um, so in the classical world. So you had mentioned that you teach at two separate studios, and I one is it. is more classically um, uh, designed than the other, even though it's starting to be a little bit more enhanced or evolved. In that classical setting, are you still teaching with the neutral spine or are you teaching with the tucked spine? I am teaching with the neutral spine. Uh Um, I think that a lot of, and maybe I'm wrong, um, there's a lot of places that are teaching with the neutral spine. Now, my, my understanding of it from a classical point of view is that when the legs then are brought up, maybe you can't keep an absolute neutral spine. Exactly. You know, maybe there's a little bit of movement or a little mm-hmm. bit of tilt of the pelvis. Sure. Whereas in Pilates Evolved, it is neutral spine and you need to keep it there mm-hmm. because right. that is the best way to engage the pelvic floor, the transverse abdominis, mm-hmm. and the metiphidae. Right. Um, up the spine. And that's that's where they need to stay come rain or shine. Sure. So with, um, so in my, um, just, you know, to touch on that, just for a question for you, when I do, um, you know, when I teach the hundred, when I mm-hmm. think of neutral spine, I think of the pelvis still being in a neutral place, but the spine having a little bit of fluidity, but three-dimensional kind of contraction all the way around. But there may be a little bit more energy in the tailbone kind of lifting up, you know, towards the heels to create just a little bit more of a scoop in the lower body. So not a tuck, but it's kind of more of like a curl. But I, you know, I teach without... Um, them flattening their low spine in the mat, it's more of a three-dimensional neutral idea of the yeah, spine yeah, staying yeah. open, but having but a little bit more energy yeah. in the tailbone as it reaches up towards the heels. Absolutely. But there's, and so that's, that is a classical way of looking okay. at it. But there's, there's a little, but there's a little give there, but there's a little, at least my understanding. Sure. Um, yes. Now, um, when I teach here at Center Strength, which is um, Pilates Evolved, it's down. It's down. The tailbone is down. You don't move on until mm-hmm. that tailbone is down, until the, the pubic bone is in line with the hip bones or the right. ASIS. Right. That's, that's what you're looking at, and that's the only way that you want to be working. Now, it's different with someone with a spinal injury. I have to say that. We do take into accordance that, you know, depending upon what they can do, mm-hmm. um, there may be a little give there. But overall, um, Pilates evolved. It's down and it's there. In fact, um, Leslie Powell of Movement of Foot in New York um, has developed this whole other um, exercises mm-hmm. as well, um, where everything is in neutral. And so there's this whole other repertoire um, where it's teaching us to hinge at the hips. Okay. And everything's in neutral. 
So um, there's repertoire or exercises on the reformer. There's exercises in the on the chair, um, on the Cadillac, on everything. But it's in neutral spine and really hinging at the hips and keeping that strength throughout a, a huge range of motion. Uh huh. That's exciting. So, Pilates evolved. Yeah. Takes some of that and even um, extends it and makes up new exercises. Can. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And kind of what you mentioned, and actually in um, the last interview we had um, with Mary Bowen, she talked about how, you know, Joseph Pilates would have definitely wanted the, you know, the evolution, you know, with the Mm -hmm. way that we know the body and just the fact that, you know, like you said, that, you know, he evolved, you know, through his teaching and the method for the many years that from the beginning to um, when he uh, passed away, that the method really did start to change and that, you know, and uh, the other part of, um, you know, as an instructor of Pilates, we can all bring our own knowledge of, you know, whether it be dance or your mm-hmm. experience, my experience with exercise, uh, sports science degree, and even my Reiki training, you know, being mm-hmm. able to kind of take everything we know into a nice little package in the delivery of the message of the method, you know, yeah. with and we can all kind of evolve into this really fun, you know, process of exploration of the body. Absolutely. And I I think that Joseph Pilates probably really would have, you know, that was his, that's how he started with his, was his fascination of the body. And and I think that he would be, um, you know, extremely satisfied with where everybody is taking it and the the fact that our minds are growing in the process. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think... um, I think that really the, the really great teachers that I've studied from, the really, really, really great ones, um, and I know that they would they'd have to be tied down to chairs, even whether they're, <laughs> um, I'm not kidding, whether they're classical and or Pilates evolved. If we were to put those in the same room uh-huh. and if we tied them to chairs and if they were to sit down and talk um, about where the, what they see the body doing, about in generalizations, what they want to do, and where they see Pilates going, they're very, very similar. Yes. Very similar. I've had, um, even though one person doesn't do one classical exercise, they do not do absolutely in a whole hour, um, there's not one exercise that even looks like Pilates. Uh-huh. And then the other other extreme, you know, where they're everything. I mean, the, right. the, the footwork, everything is from what they learned from Joseph Pilates, um, really the good ones on either side want the same thing. Exactly. They want the same thing and the same thing for the body because those people really truly understand it. Where Pilates evolved sometimes goes astray is sometimes instructors not knowing enough about the system, not knowing enough right. about um, how one exercise leads into the next one. Mm-hmm. And or they get a little too creative without understanding why they're doing a certain exercise and they're just making up stuff. Exactly. And it, yeah, and just throwing it on um, a piece of equipment. I sure. think that there could be um, room for problems. Absolutely. I don't think that that's good Pilates evolved. Sure. Um, uh, exercises whatsoever when they've just gone, hmm, you know what I was at home thinking? What if we just throw, throw this on right. <laughs> without, without thinking through it? Uh-huh. What I sometimes um, enjoy doing is that once I've taught my students 
how the equipment works as far as how they're absorbing the spring energy into their body, how they're activating the core, and how they're getting into a rhythm with their breath and with the springs. And as I'm teaching them a certain exercise, you know, their idea of what I just said may be different from each other. And what's interesting is to kind of see their own creativity happen. And sometimes I welcome that, um, you know, just to see kind of where their thought process was. And then, of course, you know, as long as they're um, moving from the correct places, I allow it to a degree and then show them, you know, obviously how to get into the, the true exercise. But sometimes you can really learn a lot, even from your students, as you watch their creativity um, evolve, as long as they're moving from the correct places. Absolutely. And what I like doing as well is um, with my two backgrounds, and I'm really trying to keep my feet in both worlds, Uh the Pilates evolved world and the classical world. That's my goal is to keep my feet in both. Um, If I'm working with someone and I'm going, gosh, they're just not getting this. They're not getting this concept. I may change between the two and I may go, hmm, I really want this concept to happen. So maybe I try Pilates Evolved exercise. Oh, well, that's great. Now see how you found that here. Can you find this here in this classical exercise? Or I may switch between the two. But knowing enough about both exercises and knowing what you're really trying to get at, then you can play with that. And actually, it totally depends upon a person and their background and their movement background how they get or how they feel things or how they can get into the proper alignment or positioning or muscle firing. Absolutely. Some of the um, books that I've been inspired um, by recently as far as with teaching, uh, you know, I always teach with imagery, but to even Mm -hmm. get more um, intrigued by it is by um, Eric Franklin. Oh, I love uh-huh. those books. <laughs> and I think uh-huh. those are I think those are on my website. If they're not, I'll have to make sure. But do you have any um, books that you recommend as far as um, that you've read that you really enjoy that you would recommend? I the, the Eric Franklin. Mm-hmm. I really feel that um, I think that there's something really to being able to visualize and give a clean, clear picture mm-hmm. very quickly. To someone, and then what I've heard years later is that um, by giving one clear picture of where you should be in space or where um, what your alignment should be or what you should be feeling, that people keep that forever in their mind. They can keep a visualization and they can immediately recall it and their bodies back into that same place. Right. And that's really our goal, I feel, as Pilates instructors. It's not just to have them um, do well here on the equipment or in class, but to see if we can really change their bodies and change their way of, of moving, you know, for a positive way or have people be more aware of their movement on an everyday basis. Absolutely. And that's what I think is exciting, is changing people's lives that way. Um, um, Eric Franklin is one that I, that I use a lot of. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And um, so as a teacher, what keeps you inspired every day to keep teaching? I I love this. I absolutely love every minute of it. And being able to help people, um, my first degree was in psychology. Mm-hmm. Um, and I didn't feel that, I didn't feel that that was enough to be able to help a person. Um, and so I really feel that by working with people's bodies, it really can 
change the person and change how they um, relate to the world um, from a very, very deep place, not just a physical place, but also an emotional place as well. And when you look at it in that way, how could you not get excited to come to work every day? How can you not get excited to help people and genuinely see if you can help them in their everyday life? And that's where I just feel that it's more than just a movement system. Absolutely. Yeah. And so I get, I just get thrilled every hour of every day. If I could do this all day long, (laughs) uh, seven days a week, I would. Right. I really would. (laughs) I, yeah, I I just want to help um, people. And um, it's a very, very powerful thing that, that I can be there to help guide them on their journey. That's great. That's great. You took the words right out of, out of my mouth and all, all these other people's mouths that I've talked to. And what's really exciting is that, um, you know, we all are seeing the deeper picture, that it does go so much more beyond the movement. And like I had mentioned, we all kind of bring our own um, experience. And I think we can all be, you know, guides in different ways, you know, through the method. Um, and we can all bring you know, some of that. And especially when you have a studio with many different instructors, that really adds a lot of, um, a lot to the, to the mix that what, you know, students can really um, enjoy and, you know, find a good uh, match with. Mm -hmm. Um, And if somebody wants to get a hold of you, what's the best way to get a hold of you if they'd like to ask you any questions? Um, The best way to get a hold of me is either here at um, Center Strength. Um, so the uh, the phone number here is 303-333-6674. And then um, the website for Center Strength is www.centerstrengthpilates.com. Great. Well, thank you, Liz, so much for joining me on today's show. I feel like we could probably talk for another hour on some of this. Um, But thank you so much, and I really appreciate um, your knowledge and your feedback in our um, classical versus contemporary teaching of the Pilates method. And I'd like to just quickly mention that you were the inspiration to this whole series um, that that I am offering now from your email um, a couple months ago. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you for having me. And I am just thrilled at all the things that you're doing. Really, congratulations to all that you're doing. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to the show today. I would love to hear some of your comments on today's show. I'd also love to get some more listeners involved, and I would like to interview some of you out there, any teachers or even Pilates students who have had some experience with classical versus contemporary teachings of the Pilates method, or even if you just had experience with one method and you want to discuss that, I would love to hear more from you. You can email me at Heidi, H-E-I-D-I, at thepilatespodcast.com. Also, check out the website. We've added a link to um, the website, which is a listener survey. We're wanting to add some more things to the website, and in in order to do that, we need to get some more demographic information. I took the survey myself, 
yesterday afternoon. It took about five minutes. It was fairly painless. So if you don't mind doing that, that would be wonderful. And again, let's talk more. Let's get some more information from you. And let's continue our conversation on classical versus contemporary teachings of the Pilates method. Thank you again for listening. And we'll be talking with you next time. I'm your host, Heidi Miller.